Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%. You can consistently live in Vegas. Some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism and freedom is not free. If we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other job to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, highest and best use of your time. Uh, same methods, right, to help folks uh, invest in the right business, invest in the right stock, make sure their money outlasts their retirement. Same process we use to predict the games successfully. Uh, decision science, we turn to the mean, probability theory are all used in this podcast. Statistics, we use it all. We use all the methods to get to the truth, close to the truth. Elon Musk says, you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. We don't have as much money as Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, or the resources. However, what we do have, right, is education experience, and we use all those tools in our toolbox to make, uh, we're up to about $50,000 in NFL this year. But we share, we teach it with you. And another important business concept, if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, guess what? You are in the wrong room. If you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's why we bring in reinforcements so much information to cover. Get it all right. <clears throat> Continue our march to 70% college football bowl season. <laughs> and get, uh, finish the year here in the 60s, higher than last year, uh, doing <clears throat> every single NFL game total inside. So we'll go first thoughts as we get into week 17 so want to finish uh, strong. 
as we've had um, out of 16 weeks so far, uh, we've had 14 clearly profitable weeks. And then we've had two weeks that when, for the most part, we broke even. So that here's where we're at. So we'll go Chad and then Scott for thoughts. Week 17. Um, yeah, you know, last week was kind of a, a you know, an even week for us. Um, you know, let left some stuff out there. Um, totals were a little bit better than last week. Um, sides were kind of a bigger issue this this week, but uh, you know, I, I you know, right, right there it was like kind of a fifty percent week for me last week, and uh, you know, it's not not too bad. You know, it's it's man, you know, it's just a kind of a, like you said, an even week, and uh, you know, I look to uh, you know regroup this week. You know, we tend to come back strong after kind of a a fifty percent week. Tend to come back with a 65, 70. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we got we got some good matchups this week. You know, there's some playoff implications on the line. I think there's some spots here with certain motivation of teams that are, you know, trying to get in. Um, it's gonna gonna be some good games. Very yeah, good. I, I agree. I mean, uh, where our tendency the last two years has been to come back strong, as Chad said. So I agree with that. Uh, last last podcast of 2022 in terms of NFL picks. So. It's, it's been a it's been a, a solid year for us it's been a solid year for us and let's let's cap it off with a couple of good weeks here to you know finish off this season right and what got me profit personally last week was scott's houston money line pick <laughs> i threw it in and put it in and ended up putting me on the plus side which as we know is not easy to do <laughs> so we're we're ecstatic about that uh so we break in, we co- we get into the new week. So the fact that the NFL is crazy, it's no excuse for not <clears throat> getting the picks right. You just have to do more research. And I ended up doing a lot more research this week to get us back up there to the close to the 70 to 80% mark. So this is going to be crazy. Uh, I got Dallas minus 12 under 39. Tennessee's not playing 10 of their guys. Dallas needs this win because they're still really in the division hunt. They're still in the hunt really for uh, home field throughout the playoffs, which means millions and millions of dollars in uh, ticket sales, concession sales, teacher sales, all that. Uh, So this, unless I'm missing something, Scott, Dallas should blow them out, sort of win it like 20 to three. What do you think? Yeah, I mean Derrick Henry is doubtful, which means he's probably out more more than likely. Malik Willis is starting a quarterback. He's probably the worst NFL quarterback, or at least he's shown to be um, right. in his short time. He'll get better, no doubt about it. But r- as of right now, he's just feeling his way through it. Dallas is going to have everybody on board. Um, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they need to win the game. Obviously they're going to play to win the game. So to me, that spells in the first half, they're just going to go, go gangbusters. I think, I don't right. know if Tennessee is going to put any points up on the board, to be honest with you. So all Dallas really needs is, is probably somewhere around 24 to win this game and cover the spread. So I like Dallas in this situation. 
I think, you know, short week, I know they're traveling. It's not a, it's not a far place to travel Tennessee for them. Um, And I think they can win the game uh, rather easily with no Derrick Henry. They're just going to pin their ears and, and go after Malik Willis and they're going to cause many, many problems for them on offense. So I, I love Dallas in this situation. And I like the under in this situation too. I think Dallas is going to do most of the scoring. Tennessee's not going to score much. Tennessee doesn't need the game. They're not going to show all their cards until Jacksonville. Right. So right. Um, that's what I think. What do you think, Chad? And I'm with you guys here. Um, I mean, Tennessee, I think they're done. They, I mean, they they lose this game. I'm pretty sure they're like mathematically damn near eliminated. Um, they're going to – I mean, I don't even know what – because Jacksonville – beat them two weeks ago so you know there's some a tie record there i i, I don't know if there is a way for them to get in um they, right. they might be able... next week is going to be for all the marbles no matter what that's what i read today because what, be. what the what the scenario is is this if they beat jacksonville next week it won't matter because they have a better conference record a division record than jacksonville right. does so that's why tennessee would get the division over jacksonville so it would make sense that Tennessee's conceding this game yes. and going to rest yeah. guys and give it all next week. Yep, so, yeah, right. Dallas minus 12. I could see Tennessee getting shut out here um, under 40. Uh, I'm with you guys. I don't think Tennessee is going to do much. Seems like they're conceding this game. I could see this one being 31 to three. No, hundred percent. hundred percent agree. Uh, Amazon's going to be pissed. So you're going to see some changes in rules and stuff because Amazon is going to be pissed about this. About you know they're paying all this money to have this Thursday night game and basically what they're getting is a farce. What they're getting is a uh, preseason game. And and I would take a serious look at the Tennessee team total, which is at fourteen point seven five right now. I would take yeah, a serious no look at the under in that too. So yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Uh, so that's our unanimous pick is. Dallas minus the 12 and bet this right now because that line is going to continue to go down, especially the total as far as uh 39. So bet that, bet that under. So that some things you pick right away Sunday night. 80% of my picks to 90% of our picks are done now. And then there's some picks we do last minute, especially crazy times where there's huge line changes, people going on vacation to the casinos, huge line swings. Uh, Scott said it to begin the season. All Tampa Bay wants to do is win the last three games of the season against the playoffs. That's all they want. They want to be middling, you know, play vanilla, win half their games, and then win the last three again into the playoffs. Uh, he said it, right, post-game post speech, game for all the marbles is next week, right, that's what Todd Bowles says. So, Super Bowl winning quarterback, I think uh, Carlton Davis will lock down. DJ Moore. So give me Tampa Bay money line uh, to win this game money line. In under 41, you have two black coaches, two black defensive coaches. And whatever you want to say about it, I mean, 90, you know, about 45% of my DNA is from the Congo. So I'm not being racist here. I just know that I've won 100% of my tickets. Where two black defensive coaches are going against each other. That's what you have here with uh, Mr. Wilkes, Mr. Bowles. So you got under 41. So 
Uh, it's not the house's money, it's my money. I'm going to continue with that trend. Let's go, Scott, then uh, chat on this pick. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I think this is going to be the best Tampa Bay uh, offensive game you're going to see all year long from them. I, I just simply think that they've been saving them their weapons and saving their bullets for this game because they know they had the division. The other thing you got to realize is Tom Brady has never, ever, as a starting quarterback, had a losing season. Right. So he is going for the to win this game, and and I have a feeling they're going to rest the last game because they'll have the division sewn up. So, right. Tampa on the money line and give me the under forty one. And then resting last week is huge when you have uh, an old player like uh, Tom Brady. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys, man. This is uh, Tampa Bay saving everything for this game. This is the the division championship game. Um, you know, give me the, the veteran quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback with the better defense here at home to win the game. And, uh, yeah, I think under 40 and a half, I think this will, uh, you know, I, don't, I think Tampa Bay will keep Carolina at bay here. I don't think they'll they'll get over 14 points. So I'd like this one to stay under. Nice. So the unanimous pick is going to be Tampa Bay money line under 41. Another game screams under is Cleveland Clowns at the Washington Lord Commanders uh, Game of Thrones reference there. Going back to Carson Wentz, nothing spells under like Carson Wentz. <laughs> Cleveland, all they can do is run the ball. Deshaun Watson is a head case right now. He has a lot of problems. <laughs> so... Flip a coin, right? I, I say since all the home teams have been getting uh, all the calls, it's been out of control. It's been WWE. I was, I was expecting Danny Davis to come out there. Some rap. <laughs> They're going illegal use of hands on third and 30. Illegal use of hands. I know it's third and 30. Illegal use of hands. Uh, automatic first down. Five-yard penalty, automatic first down. And I know the announcers are going to say it's a phantom call, but I saw it. So I think uh, the Lord Commanders will win this game. Uh, no points because it's a loser team. Loser teams, you got to go money line. You can't use the points. They're the ones that are, you know, they're bringing the pork and stuff for Thanksgiving, dinner, or New Year's. And what they'll end up bringing is like some old English. Sorry, I burnt the pork, but I'm bringing some old English <laughs> malt liquor. <laughs> so many years. <laughs> you can't trust them. They'll be there with the alcohol and stuff, but they're not going to uh, be on time, and they're not bringing what they said they were going to bring to the party. So uh, give me Washington in under 41. Both teams are going to run. And Carson, Carson Wentz is going to throw a couple interceptions. Look for Heineke to come back for the winning touchdown late in the fourth quarter. We'll go Scott and Chad. Oh, boy. I'm going to disagree in this spot. I'm going to say Cleveland right. wins, wins the game. I, I definitely think it's going to be under, so I agree with you on that. I yeah. think Cleveland wins the game. I, I simply believe they have better offensive personnel. Nick Chubb has been struggling the last four or five weeks. 
Deshaun Watson now has his feet under him as a quarterback. He's had a, right. he's had a handful of games. I have no faith that Carson Wentz. I think I agree with you. He was going to throw probably a couple of picks. I, I think Cleveland is going to win the game based on a Carson Wentz interception late in the game. And right. I think it's going to eliminate Washington basically from the playoff picture. So give me Cleveland and the under. Cleveland on the money, uh, Cleveland money line under the 41. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I can see that. I'm with, uh, I'm with Scott here, man. I, uh, I think right now Washington's sitting in the seventh seed, and I think the league really doesn't want them in the playoffs. I think this the stir that Schneider's been saying, he's got dirt on everybody. Um, you know, that last game they played uh, against the Giants at home, there was a blatant pass interference call in the end zone. I mean, probably the worst one I've seen all year that the Redskins did not get. And I think we're going to see some more of that. I think there was in that game against the Giants, some serious vendetta against Schneider. And I think with a loss this week, they are mathematically probably eliminated from the playoff picture. So I I like the Browns here. You know, I I would like to get the Browns plus three. Um, Right now it's like two, two and a half. I mean, I'm looking for it to hopefully get bet up and get that plus three. But I, I like the Browns. I think the Browns can win this game. I just think there's, you know, I, I think they'll be able to control it uh, on the ground. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's, you know, got some games under his belt. And I think Carson Wentz Russ will, will you know, a, a pick or something will happen here and, and he'll he'll choke the game. Yeah, we all agree on uh, Carson Wentz's interception. Um, and this is not a call, right? So this we're not yes people. We don't kiss people's asses. So we have a difference of opinion. And we're, you know, we disagree without being disagreeable. And yelling at each other, cursing each other out, just because of, you know we have a different opinion. So people love these. The consensus pick, the consensus pick is Cleveland money line under forty one. Cleveland money line under forty one, and right now Cleveland is plus one ten. So it seems like. Vegas agrees with Chad and Scott. I'm the Ruth Bader Ginsburg thinking uh, they're going to screw Schneider next week. This is a home game in a holiday situation. They have a little bit of advantage. And I think uh, Cleveland's going to use analytics to get themselves beat (laughs) in this situation. But that's why we have the consensus picks. So the consensus pick is Cleveland, the Cleveland Clowns money line plus 110, under 41, under 41. Next game we're going to look at is uh, the Eagles. And Garner Menchu, who I felt should have won the Heisman Trophy with Mike Leach, was his coach over there at Washington State. He lit it up. But he got himself an NFL career here. He read defense is better than Jalen Hurts, right? So he's better for them right now than Jalen Hurts is. Uh, over under 44. Uh, you got to think Gardner Minshew, more wide open offense. Uh, it's going to be more points being scored, but like Scott, you know, uh, relates to us, the Eagles take the pedal off the metal in the second half. And New Orleans can't score. Right. So <clears throat> the Eagles want to get their defense right. This is the game to do it. 
So I looked for them. I, I see this game being 31-13, which is right at it. So I'm going to go – I'm going to buy the key point, put it at 45, and I'm going to go under. I'm going to go the Eagles minus six under 45. I'm going to buy that point. What do you think, Scott? I agree to 100%. I, I think Gardner Minshew is, a, is probably the best backup in the NFL right now. I think that he is playing for a, a contract to be a starting quarterback next year. And I think he showed against Dallas. He, he can play. Even when he hasn't played a lot, he came in and he was very good, I thought. So I love Philadelphia in this situation. And, and I, like the, I like the under. Um, just barely. And I also like Philadelphia's team total of 24. I'm going to take the over on that as well. I think Philadelphia's going to get to 30 in this game. I think they're going to wrap up the division and wrap up the number one seed. And the talk of Jalen Hurts coming back for week 18 because they need to win the game is going to be put to bed. So I think you're going to see a motivated Philadelphia Eagles team to shake off what happened at Dallas. And I think their defense is going to play really well. And I think their offense is just going to keep going the way it is. So give me Philadelphia, uh, lay in the points, and give me the under. I 100% agree. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you guys, man. The, the Saints have just really struggled putting points up here this year. Um, you know, at Philly, I think they're not going to have a lot of success doing that again. So, yeah, I think Philly gets up here. I think, you know, they look to run the ball, control this game, lean on that defense, um, you know, secure that that one seed, um, you know, in a, in a nice traditional, you know, fashion. I don't think they're looking to blow the door and run it up, run the score up. I think it's going to be a real, you know, simplistic game plan. Then come out, you know, get, you know, hit, hit a couple of playmakers, get a little lead, run the ball, um, you know, lean on that defense. And New Orleans is not going to be able to move the ball on them successfully. So, yeah, I like Philly to win with this game by at least a touchdown. And, yeah, under under the 44 and a half. All right. So that is our unanimous pick. Philadelphia minus six under 44 and a half. All right. Under 44 and a half. Let me add that to the spreadsheet. It's important to have a spreadsheet, right? Because everybody overvalues their own opinion on everything, right? How good their kids are, the kids just start to picking games. But when you do the spreadsheet, man, focus you focuses you on reality, and then you can look back and see where the weaknesses are. All right. So consensus pick is Eagles minus six under 44 and a half. Uh the Falcons. Falcons are going to be at home against the Arizona Cardinals, who have quit the season. Uh, J.J. Watt, to justify his bad performance in the next couple of weeks, has said he's going to retire. Uh, Arizona has been under the whole year. Atlanta has been under the whole year. So I think 42 points is just way too high. Again, Atlanta is a loser team. You cannot uh, rely on them to bring over the meal they said they're going to bring over from New Year's party. They're probably, but they are going to bring in the old English, right? So have their fridge ready to put in the malt liquor. You give them the good stuff and then you take the malt liquor so you can watch the, uh, the bowl game the next day because the best thing for a hangover is another beer. <laughs> so you can have the cold old English watching bowl games the next day and you can give them the good liquor for uh the champagne and stuff for New Year's night. What do you think, Scott? 
this is going to be a total running game, I think. Um, you know, Atlanta does what they do, which is going to be run the ball. As we've said, you know, right before the bye, that Drake London is going to get going here, and he has. Um, so I, I think the combination of Drake London and Tyler Algier is going to spell trouble for Arizona. And it's at Atlanta, so Arizona's coming across the country, playing a 1 o'clock game, which is never right. a good thing for a West Coast team or, uh, you know, almost West Coast team. Yeah. Um, and I think that Arizona is going to focus on running the ball and, and minimizing the passes that Colt McCoy throws coming off injury. So I, I like Atlanta here, and I like the under because nothing spells under like running the ball and running the clock. So, exactly. Although we'll get to a game later that spells the under too. So, uh, <laughs> so give me Atlanta and give me the under. Atlanta and the under. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you guys here. Um, I I can't see Arizona coming across the country at that time playing a, a good game. You know, it's kind of a farewell tour here. I know that these teams are both eliminated. Um, you know, but Atlanta's going to be at home in front of their home fans. I um, mean, you know, Desmond Ritter, they're going to have a young quarterback in there, um, you know, trying to try to kind of prove himself. So I, I like Atlanta to be able to pull out, you know, a, a, a touchdown win at home. Um, and, yeah, I think this one is, is going to be a really short game with a lot of running uh, from both sides. So, yeah, I think this one will, will stay under the, the 42, 42 and a half. And, um, you know, Atlanta can, can definitely pull out this win at home. Right, and one thing to add is that Atlanta's problem has been uh, goal line, scoring from the goal line. And I don't think Arizona's going to put much effort on the goal line, right? Their season's done, they're quitting, it's over. Uh, they're saying that Klingsbury, if he isn't fired, he's going to quit. Because <laughs> it's so crazy over there with the mafioso Bidwell family. So... Give me Atlanta money line under the total unanimous pick. Uh, next thing I'm going to look at is the Detroit Lions. Uh, they're six point favorites. The total is 52. Total is way too high. Uh, reading the Chicago Tribune, uh, they want to know if Jay, if uh, I, I, I call him Jalen Hurts. He's the same guy to me, right? Jalen Hurts is the same guy as Justin Fields. Can't read defenses, can run all day. He can't run anymore because he has like three bones in his body that are broken and he has a broken back. He has bad shoulder and a bum teeth. And he's concussed. He shouldn't even be playing. So that's why this game's going under. Ben Johnson in Detroit's rolling it up. We're in the high 60s, Benning Detroit games. We've gotten the side or the total in every single Detroit Lions game this year. So thank you, each Rob. Because <laughs> that is ridiculous, all the crazy things going on. We make some sort of money when you, <laughs> you say, Detroit, we're cashing some kind of ticket somewhere for something. All right. So what do you think about that game? I like, I like Detroit. Give me Detroit minus the six points, the winning game, under the 52. Yeah, I'm with you. 100%. I think one team is going to score in this game a lot, and it's going to be Detroit. Chicago has nobody to throw to other than Cole Komet, number one. Number two, I think Detroit is at home is a totally different team than on the road. So I think Jared, you're going to see good Jared Goff this week, and you're going to see him spread the ball out to DJ Chark, 
to um, Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. Right. So I like Detroit to win by double digits in this in this situation, and I like the under. I like I like the thirty-one to thirteen type of score. So, right. 100% agree. What do you think, uh, Chad? Um, yeah, I, I like Detroit here. Um, you know, Chicago's really struggling. They're done. Their season's, you know, over. Detroit is still battling here for a playoff spot, right? They yeah. are. They are, yep. They're half right. game behind Washington right now. Gosh, I mean, Washington losing this week, like we said, you know, I think Detroit's probably the team that I like to slip in there. So, um, yeah, I do I do like them. Um I, I love them to win this game, cover the six points. And yeah, 52 just seems a little high. Uh, you know, their their first game did go over. So, um, you know, this one probably, you know, is going to go under. Um, to just kind of, you know, zigzag theory there. And yeah, I just think. Um, circumstances too. Uh, Justin Fields could run all day in the first game. And uh, Detroit had that coach they fired in that game. So it's different teams in the situation as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they're going to take away, you know, Justin Fields' ability to run. He doesn't have too many guys, you know, to pass the ball to. So, you know, I think Detroit can definitely get out to a lead here, which definitely favors the under. You know, they can kind of lean on that run game a little bit and kind of wind this one out and get, you know, gather with the win. So I like Detroit to be able to get a get a good lead here and kind of, uh, you know, be able to run the ball. And uh, don't expect too much offense out of Chicago. So I'm with you guys. Detroit minus the six under the 52. Big time, big time. So that's our unanimous pick. Uh, next game is your Kansas City Chiefs. Double-digit dogs in the division have covered almost every game this year. And traditionally, they've covered around uh, 70% of the time. Last year was 50% of the time. So this time, it's kind of like a return to the mean. Uh, you got Denver. With a new coach, and it's always hit or miss. But there's a new coach. Sometimes a new coach comes in, and the players rally. Uh, and Kansas City has been steady, Freddie. Right? Uh, they're organized. They don't have to blow teams out. They can beat everybody 24-10, like they did the Seahawks last week, and be happy and keep. And uh, Andy Reid can keep his uh, pet plays in his back pocket. So give me. The Denver Broncos, whatever this balloons for, because people are going to watch ESPN. They're going to look at how pretty Mahomes' wife is. They're like, "Oh wow, she's so pretty. She used to be a hot, a hot uh, soccer player, at, you know, Texas, Texas A&M or whatever." Oh, look at Mahomes. He's such a nice guy. Yo, oh, he's giving food to the homeless on Christmas. Oh, let's bet the Chiefs. It might be plus fifteen. So whatever that Denver line balloons to. Give me the Denver Broncos. They have a legit defense with, I guess, a lot to prove trying to shut down Kelsey and them. And they're not going to show too much. They're going to show enough to win the game, maybe 24-17. So give me the Denver Broncos uh, in a balloon line situation under 52. Because for Denver to stay in the game, like I'm saying, and this is correlation, now, you guys have been on here for two years, so we can go PhD stuff, right? Uh, High-level betting is correlation. And if I think Denver's going to cover, the game's going to go over. If I think Kansas City's going to cover the 12 points, then it'll go over. Not necessarily that I think that, but that's the definition of correlation. So I think it's correlation as far as that's concerned. So we'll go Scott, then Chad. What do you think about this game? Kansas City, 
Minus 12. Over under 52. No, it's 40, 45. This 45? Game. Yeah. Right. Um, so I still like it under 46. Um, I'm going to take the bait here. I'm going to take Kansas City. I think Denver is fighting, in fighting, on the sideline for everybody to see. Coach gets fired. I think it's the defensive coordinator or, or defensive coach is now the head coach. I don't uh, know. Uh, the head, the head, the interim head coach is this guy we've never heard before. He was, uh, he was an analyst. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I just think that as we talked about with Tennessee a few weeks ago, I think this Denver team is in turmoil. I think they're looking to just get the season over with. They're fighting on the sideline. The backup quarterback's fighting with linemen. Uh, Russell Wilson's getting yelled and screamed at. Um, I just think that the Denver Broncos are a team that's just, get, let's get the season over with. We're just going to play the game. There's not a lot of fight in that offense. That offense is not playing well right now, except for Jerry Judy. So I'm going to take Kansas City minus the 12 and a half. If it balloons to 15, I'm off of it. Right, but I'm taking Kansas City as of right now. Kansas City minus 12 and a half under the 46 in this game. So we both agree on the under 46, and in a way, you have the same bet because I'm betting the balloon, I'm betting it's going to get past the key number 14. What do you so, think? Dad? Yeah, I'm um, I was on the correlation side that you were on, Josh. I was kind of leaning. I liked KC with the over, thinking KC would cover. Um, but, man, I'm I'm still on Kansas City here. I think the Broncos, I mean, they gave up 50 points to Baker, Mayfield, and the Rams. They are giving up on the season. They're in shambles, um, you know, and I, I'm going to change my, my mind, though, on the total. I think it is going to go under. I don't think Denver's going to score here. I think Kansas City gets up to a lead um, and and controls this game. You know, I, I think we're going to see that kind of in that Dallas game this week, the Philadelphia game. Detroit's going to kind of do something similar there in Kansas City as well. They're going to get up 14-0, run the ball. Um, I, I don't see Denver putting – I don't see them getting more than 10 points here. You know, this is going to be a 31-10 a, a game for me. Um, Kansas City, they didn't cover – uh, in Denver earlier in the year, I expect them to win this game and cover this one. Um, and yeah, I think this one will stay under because I just don't think Denver will, will be able to put any points up on the board here. And I think Kansas City will take their foot off the pedal once they get out to a lead. Right. Now, you know, I totally see you guys' point. I think I just have more, I guess, more little faith. I don't want to lose all my faith in humanity, <laughs> but right. I, I, uh, I think. Some pride will come in. Some guys want to keep their jobs. And uh, Denver will put up a fight. However, that's not the consensus pick. The consensus pick is Kansas City minus 12, under 46. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Now, we don't let Scott bet these games, but he gives us a lot of good information on them. The evil empires, we call them. <laughs> now, Bill Belichick's under 500, right? Or 500, I don't know. He was under 500. 
He has only won 38% of his games without Tom Brady. Did not make the playoffs last year. He's 500 this year. Uh, and he is, somebody reminded me today, he has 20%. Bill Belchie has won 20% of his games if you add Tom Brady and Nick Satan. Nick Satan was his defensive coordinator that saves him in Cleveland and got them to the playoffs. Nick Satan leaves, what happened? Bill Belichick's 4-12, and 12, gets fired. So what's your take on this game? New England, minus three, over-under is 41 and a half. What do you so, think, Scott? All the talk the last 24 to 48 hours has been Tua and the concussion. Right. Miami has lost. People forget Miami. Don't forget, but the people I'm not talking about. Miami's lost four games in a row. Right. Yeah. They came home, great spot against Green Bay, and they lost because two or three three interceptions uh, in the last three drives, and that basically spelled spelled the loss for Miami. Right. Miami's got too much talent on both sides of the ball. New England is struggling right now. They're not playing great. Okay. They they're playing stupid football making a ton of mistakes, a lot of penalties, unlike Bill Belichick type of team, no imagination on offense, none of that. I think Miami wins this game because of the simple fact that I think I don't see Miami losing another game here. I think they got too much talent on both sides of the football. I think they can come into New England and it's going to be 50 degrees and it's going to be sunny. So that will not affect Miami at all. In fact, that's, that's a great Miami situation to have the weather like that. So I think Miami's going to come in here. I think they're going to do just enough. I think Tyreek's going to put this game on his shoulders, and I think Miami's going to cover the three-point, is going to win the game, which means I take Miami plus the three, and I'm going to take the under in this situation. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think Miami can win this game, and I think they will. I just think the Patriots are making too many dumb mistakes under Bill Belichick, and that that is not a good situ a good recipe for for winning games. So that's where I'm at with this game. I can totally see that. I can totally see Boyer being able to handle the Matt Patricia, uh, the pencil. Remember the pencil that he has is to get the coffee orders right. And now the, the place that Belchie's scripting to tell people, it's something he gets lost with that, right? He, he sent in the wrong play. And I was, I was thinking, oh, Patricia sent in the wrong play the way he got the coffee orders wrong. <laughs> That's why he has to have a pencil. And Matt Jones is screaming at him, Matt Jones. So the I, other, I can see that. And, and Belchie other... struggles against veteran quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is better than Tua in this situation. And, and before Chad goes, I think the other thing you got to realize is the Patriots are not going to be able to handle the wide, Waddle and Hill's speed. I no. think that once they catch the ball, I think they can fly. And I think they're going to. It, they, it happened in the first game with Waddle. They couldn't handle his speed. So that's another reason why I take Miami in this situation. Belichie knows that, though. He's going to take it away. That's why a guy like Bridgewater mm -hmm. will go to Kaziki. Yep. He knows how to go. Because basically, the cat and mouse between, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, Chad, the cat and mouse between the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator is, okay, the defensive guy says, okay, what are we going to let them have? 
Then the offensive guy reads the defense and says, okay, they're giving me this, right? I'm going to take what the defense gives me, or we're going to run a play to get one of our guys open. So this is NFL football. So both those things are going to happen, right? So Scott's saying that McDaniel, smart guy, is going to, Ivy League guy, can figure out how to get the ball to Waddle, figure out how to get the ball to um, the other guy, Hill. I'm saying that McDaniel's going to take what the defense gives him. And Moser, Kaziki, all those guys are going to have a big game. Even Santa Bridgewater is going to take off exactly three times for 30 yards. And uh, I think Miami's going to cover the four. I don't know if they're going to win. We're going to buy the point, get it to four. But it's definitely an under game because this is basically a playoff game for both teams. What do you think, Scott? Uh, Chad? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm with you guys. I liked Miami getting these points here. I think Miami wins this game, definitely. I was kind of leaning over. Um just because of the weather. And I do think the Dolphins haven't really had a breakout game, um, you know, in a couple games, they've kind of been, you know, steady Eddie. I, I feel like this could be a big game. Um, you know, I think Bridgewater could throw it around a little bit. And, and you know, when you got that, that kind of speed, man, if you can get them in space, you can, you can make something happen. Um, you know, that total, Oh man, it's a little low. I, uh, I love Miami, but I think you guys talked me into the under man, just, I do think it's going to be, you know, a playoff type game. It's like a winner go home almost. It's kind of like an elimination right. game in a sense and what it means for both teams playoff hopes. So with that, yeah, give me give me the the Dolphins plus the three and a half over that key number and then the under 42. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater wants to keep getting that NFL track. So he's not going to make the big mistake. He's not going to make the big interception or anything. He's going to play it safe. And that's going to keep the game under more than anything else. Um, the Giants, right? The the most fraudulent team in the league at home against the Colts who have quit, what, three points last game? Yes. The Giants are ball control. I'm hesitant with the six points, but I really have no choice in this situation. And I like it under 39. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I agree. Nick Foles looked old, looked uh, looked really bad the other night. The offensive line basically served him up to the Chargers Monday night. Plus, it's a short week. They're going to New York. If the Giants win this game, they wrap up a playoff spot. Yeah. So I like I like the Giants minus the six, and I like the under in this game. It's all it's going to be all Saquon Barkley in this game, I think. So. Big time, big time. And second half line. So two second half lines that I'm betting right now uh, that I'll bet, uh, if it makes sense, it's going to be the Giants second half line because the Colts for the last two years and pretty much cashed all of them have not cashed second half lines. Uh, last two years or fourth quarter lines. People are pounding the fourth quarter line against the Colts, including last Monday night. Uh and Tampa Bay, right? So Tampa Bay's all hands on deck. Um, Arians, I know Bruce Arians and now has been showing up at the offensive meetings that Todd Bowles doesn't go to. So now Bruce Arians is showing up there. So that means Bruce Arians is going to be in the booth taking oh, notes. Oh, we got the second half. Josh, did, did Chad make his Giants pick? No. I didn't hear no. it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys on the next game already? That is. So it's going to be Tampa Bay second half line, Giants second half line. And uh, Chad, what do you think about this pick? The Giants, six and a half, six point favorites over the Colts. And I would bet that six now because I don't even know. Uh, New York people know that the Giants are just six points. <laughs> New York people are going to be. I mean, yeah, you can't go any, you can't go anything else but that in this in this uh, game. I mean, the Giants are playing to clinch a playoff berth. Um, you know, a place they haven't been in a long time. I expect them to win this game by a touchdown. Um, stays under the thirty-eight. I don't expect a lot out of that Colts um, offense at all. You know, Giants have a great, you know stud running back, one of the best in the league, a guy that they can lean on. So yeah, I like them to win this game by a touchdown and then stay under the thirty-eight. All right. So the unanimous pick is Giants under uh, the thirty-nine. Minus six. Giants minus six under 39. And I like the Giants in the second half against the Colts. I like anybody in the second half against the Colts. I like Kansas in the second half against the Colts. Anybody. And again, today, Kansas second half pick with a good pick in the bowl game. Houston at home against their nemesis, Jacksonville Jaguars. Lovey Smith, very confident this week. Davis Mills has saved his NFL career. He's playing lights out. And Houston's come to life again after they've been eliminated from the playoffs. Funny how that happens. And ownership does not have to pay any travel costs. <laughs> Home game uh, during the holiday season, they're going to get the calls. I don't think they're going to win. They'll probably lose by a field goal. But they have some momentum coming, uh, beating the depleted Jacksonville. Uh, the depleted um, Tennessee team. So I like Houston and Lovey Smith play that defense. Davis Mills, not to make the horrible turnovers he's always made. I like Houston plus four under 43. What do you think, Scott? You know, we talk about how we research games. Yes. There's only one fact you need to know. Houston, <laughs> Houston has the number one pick right now. Right. If they win one of their last two games and Chicago loses both, they lose the number one pick. They don't want that. I'm taking Jacksonville minus the four under the total because I think Houston's not going to win the game, and I think they're going to do some dumb thing in a spot that they need to make a play to win the game. Right. That they'll just not do it. That Lovey Smith will call something else or whatever. So – you know, over analysis doesn't need to happen this game. Houston needs to lose both games to get the number one pick so they get their quarterback of choosing instead of waiting to see if Chicago takes, you know, or trades the pick to another team. They want to ensure they get the number one pick in this situation. So I'm taking Jacksonville and the under. Jacksonville and the end. So you're taking Jacksonville minus four or Jacksonville money line? Jacksonville minus four. I think they're going to win by a touchdown, but I think it's going to be a, a 24 to 7 type of game because Jacksonville does not want to show everything to get ready for the Tennessee game. So right. that's what I think yeah. is going to happen. So, see, I'm with, I'm with Josh here. Um, I like Houston plus the four and a half. I think Jacksonville is going to have a similar game approach to Tennessee. You know, this game doesn't mean shit to them. Right, right. Um, you know, and the fact that if they win or lose, this doesn't matter. It's next week against Tennessee is the game. 
Right. So that makes me feel like, you know, they could lose this game or maybe only win by a field goal and not cover. Um, Houston's, you know, at home, I believe this is their last home game of the year. Yeah, this is their last yeah. home game of the year. So, you know, I think they, they'll go out for the fans and try to get a win. Um, you know, they can blow next week game up in Indianapolis, you know, give Indy a nice home win there for their home fans, season tickets, and blow that game next week to ensure that they get their one seed uh, or their number one pick. So, you know, I, I like I like the uh, Texans here to cover five, pull four and a half, five points. And, yeah, I think this one goes under 43 and a half. Um, and you got two teams that, I mean, it's like two teams that both don't want to win. You know, they're both, they both are trying to blow the game. Give me the under and the points. <laughs> and Amazon's going to make them change the rules because this game, again, look at it, yeah. Jacksonville doesn't care if they win or lose the big games next week for the division title. Whether they win or lose, so Amazon's going to want to change that. So Jackson, for this, Jacksonville will be flexed into the Sunday night game in Week 18 against Tennessee. That's right. a certainty. That's a certainty, basically. So right. So the consensus pick, which people love, is plus four, under 43 and a half. Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this one, Scott. Hello. <laughs> Never works out. <laughs> Never worked out for me. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, they look there on the march to the Super Bowl. Uh, they've been covering. I, I see them covering again, right? I, I see Josh McDaniels talking about Shane Vereen. Shane Vereen hasn't played for years. And he wasn't that great when he did play. He was saying one of his players, oh, he reminds me of Shane Marine. He's the next Shane Marine. I'm like, Shane Marine? Shane Marine wasn't any good. Uh, he was just one of those running backs, Bill Sheet had, who did not fumble the ball. That's what he did. He didn't fumble. Two yards to carry, but he did not fumble the ball. Uh, I like it. It's in Vegas, right? So Vegas is a double-digit dog. They both have the kind of the same style. Uh and looking at San Francisco here, and San Francisco is one, two, three, four, five, six in a row against the spread. Uh, they covered the double-digit dog in the division against the Cardinals. That's been the only time that's happened. Uh, the Raiders, I don't know. It makes sense of this game for me, Scott. I do like the, I don't know, I'm going to go over the total because you got two offensive guys that want to score. And it's a home game for McDaniels. Uh, Chad's guy, decent stadium starting. Uh, you should okay. call him, man. Get yourself on the Raiders, man. <laughs> they need people. <laughs> You're better than all the receivers and defensive backs, including Devontae Parker, because Devontae Parker is, uh, is concussed right now. So you get out, you can, you're a better athlete than Hunter Renfro and all those rest of those guys. Is, is Devontae <laughs> Adams not playing this week? He he is playing, but I I am assuming he's totally unhappy with the way the quarterback situation has gone this week. Right. Derek right. Carr Derek Carr is gone from the team. He he left the team. He said, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be part of this. You know, I'll be I'll be a distraction. I'm out of here. So his Raiders career is basically over. Um, right now. Valley right now with yeah. his wife. Yep. So party ready. 
So I I personally think all the unrest in the Vegas locker room with Derek Carr and the way this has gone down for the whole season, you trade for Devontae Adams, you sign to a big-time contract, and in the last two weeks, you haven't used him. Basically, right. he's got nine targets, but if you watch the targets that he's gotten, they've been uncatchable balls, most of them. So um, I think San Francisco comes in and San Francisco does what they do. Christian McCaffrey was a little of Brock Purdy throwing the ball to Kittle and, and Ayuk. I personally think San Francisco is going to win by two touchdowns in this game. I, I think they're going to do what they do, play really good defense, and they're going to score between anywhere from 17 to, to 31 points, and they're going to win the game. So I, I don't like Stidham in this situation. I, I, don't, I just don't think that he's going to be able to succeed. I know he knows the McDaniels offense. I know that stuff. I think he's going to have a little bit of success. I don't think he's going to have total success, which means San Francisco's defense is, is ferocious. They're the best, best defense by far in the NFL. Right. So I think San Francisco's going to win the game. And the, I do think the game is going to stay under because I think it's going to be like 27 to 10, to be honest with yeah. you. And that, that's what I think is going to have. San Francisco minus the 10, and it's probably going to balloon. But as of right now, it's the minus the 10. So bet it now and under the 41 and a half. I 100% agree. I'm convinced on the under 41 and a half because uh, how good San Francisco defense is. And uh, John Lynch is part of that Tampa Bay, Derek Brooks. Uh, mentality to keep the pedal on the metal, keep yourself sharp the whole year round. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm with yeah, you guys. You know, I feel like I have a little bi- I have a bias with Jared Stidham. You're right, right. Um, yeah, you texted him saying, "Hey, congratulations on the that, start." That, that might have, might kind of lead me to the over a little bit, but I, I like San Francisco minus the ten. I think San Francisco co- covers this game for sure. Right. Um, I kind of was leaning over here. Uh, just being in that indoor controlled environment, you know, McDaniels and Stidham, I think they can draw something you up. Can play the way he got the coffee orders wrong. Go away. Um, <laughs> so, man, but then again, I, I, I mean, I can easily see, you know, what Scott's saying, a 27, you know, a 27 to, to 10, a 28-10. I mean, should even a 31 to, to 10 or a 28-13. Right. I mean, those are all under type type. Uh, Scores there, so I'm 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 gonna rock with you guys in the under. I like San Francisco minus the ten, um, and yeah, I mean un, under under the forty two. Big time, no big time, man. Just how good that defense is playing right now, and how, really, Josh McDaniels, right? Josh McDaniels is about twenty percent without having the film from the other team, right? Because he was cheating too, and after he stopped cheating, I, he. Only won the games right this year. He's under 500, and the team's a complete disaster. So, the unanimous pick is you're a San Francisco 49ers minus the 10, under 41 and a half. If you live in the past, you die in the past. And it seems like Pete Carroll is going back to his past. Last week, he tried to run the ball, play, try to play defense with a shitty ass defense. Kansas City did what they wanted, but Kansas City wanted to run out the clock once they got a two-touchdown lead, which helped our friend Pete Carroll. He's at home 
at the Legion of Boom, right? Uh, he's going to get all the calls. The France are going to be going crazy, all liquored up for New Year's Eve. They're playing my guy. I'm biased for him from the University of South Florida. Mike White, it was fake hurt, right? He wasn't really hurt. The management wanted to give Wilson any chance he could to be the starter or to do anything good. He couldn't. So now suddenly Mike White's healed and he's completely say, oh, he's going to be the starting quarterback the whole season. How do you know? I thought he was hurt. <laughs> like he can't re-injure himself, right? So you can see how much of a farce that is. Uh, I don't think – I think the Jets can beat the Seahawks, but I don't think they can beat the Seahawks and the refs. So the refs are going to give good old Pete Carroll a win here. I like uh, Seattle on the money line plus 110. And he's going back to his old ways. So you got an old defensive coordinator against a young quarterback. And, man, that's been almost 100% this year. So I like the Jets. Not the Jets. I like the Seahawks. Plus two. Uh, money line plus 110. Under 43. What do you think, Scott? I'm with you. Seattle's probably the toughest place for a road team to go in and, and win the game based on the noise, the crowd, and everything else. Young quarterback, probably gonna there's probably gonna be some false stat penalties, probably gonna be some some uh you know motion penalties, stuff like that. So I think Geno Smith has a really good game. This is a revenge game for Geno Smith. Right, and for Pete Carroll, so I I think, yep. So I think those guys are going to perform really well. I think Gino is going to have probably his best game in three or four weeks, and I think DK Metcalf is going to go off. So I I like Seattle plus the two under the forty-three. Seattle plus two under forty-three. Nice. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you guys, man. I, uh, I, I like Seattle at home here to get this win. Man, the Jets looked rough last week. That was a tough performance. I just think all the politics and media and Zach Wilson and there's just they kind of started out hot and they're trending out. I just think Seattle's a team that's trending up more right now. I like Seattle to have a better chance here to make the playoffs than the Jets. So. You know, the way we talked about with Washington earlier, I think, you know, dropping that game to Cleveland, it leaves the door wide open. It's going to be, you know, Detroit and Seattle for that last spot. So I think Seattle's going to get this win. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the theme of the, theme of the week is the unders, man. I, I do think, you know, these games mean a lot this week. This is a playoff game for both of these teams. This is an elimination winner go home game. So I like the under 42 and a half. Under 42 and a half. We're going to buy that half point, make it 43. Under 43. Uh, Seattle, unanimous pick. A lot of people like to parlay those unanimous picks, even though parlay is not good math, right? And it's not good mental health. You don't want to sit there sweating bullets, cursing at people where you're 6 and 0 and you're waiting for the next game, which is Monday night or whatever. Uh, so stay away from parlays. But unanimous pick is Seattle plus 10. Plus two, under 43, right? Green Bay, minus three and a half. The total is 48. 
of the Green Bay Packers playing the Minnesota Vikings. Again, they're like the Giants, one of those teams with great records that you see them losing in the first round of the playoffs. They have a horrible defense that Kevin O'Connell done a great job hiding that bad defense of theirs. They reared his ugly head in a few games, but they're still winning. Uh, Green Bay at home, quintessential. The, the refs got the memo. <laughs> the refs got the memo for this game. Ratings, Amazon, YouTube. Right? They won the ratings, eyeballs. Good job, but Aaron Rodgers keeping himself in the league, making himself a celebrity, dating the Olivia nuns of the world, you know, getting himself out there to get those calls from the refs. 48, man, 48 is what I'm I'm iffy about. But I do like, again, you cannot trust Green Bay to bring the food and the champagne they said they're going to bring for New York night. What they're going to bring in is some old English, some like you put in the fridge to come down from your hangover watching New Year's uh, college football, right, or the national title game. So give me Green Bay on the money line, minus 175. And let me know what you guys think about the total. So, it's a tough game to pick. Um, opening week, Minnesota pounded Green Bay um, pretty, pretty handily. This week, Christian Watson is highly questionable to play. He's been their best wide receiver for the last month and a half, two months. Right. Um, I'm going to take Green Bay here because I think Green Bay is the more desperate team. Minnesota's got the division wrapped up. They basically have the number two seed wrapped up um, with one more win, which will probably come next week against Chicago. I think right. that's what they're playing. So I think Green Bay – will win this game in the end because they're the more desperate team. And I think that Minnesota basically can say to the NFL, uh, to, to themselves, do we want to play Green Bay in the first round? Do we want to play Detroit in the first round? Or do we want to play, you know, one of those two teams is going to be the seventh seed. And if they're the right. two seed, they're going to play one of those teams in the first round. So I'm going to take Green Bay here and I'm going to take the, I'm going to say it goes slightly under because I don't think Green Bay can allow Minnesota to score 30 points and think they're going to win the game. So I'm going to go slightly under on this. I'm going to go to 45, which is the common NFL score. Um, right. That, that's where I am with the game. I think Minnesota is going to play a little. We want you in the first round of the playoffs because at home because we know we can beat you in Minnesota. So that's where I'm going with this. All right, so you're going Green Bay and you're going under 48, right? Under 48, yep. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with him. I, I do think um, you know, this is a this is a winner go home game for Green Bay. You know, the scarcity is there for them. This is they right. have to win this game in order to make uh you know next week matter. Um, you know, next week they you know they basically would have a showdown with the Lions for you know a, a playoff spot um so yeah i i like green bay to to win this game um yeah and i think just with it being that kind of game with minnesota probably not being super aggressive in this one it leans to being under the 48 
No, I, that's what I was leaving. So you guys were in my mind. So that's going to be our consensus unanimous pick. Green Bay on the money line, minus 175. Could be a field goal game, close game. Uh, under the 48. Under the 48. Yeah. In the last two games, I believe. No, it's going to be three games. Uh, the Chargers. Minus six and a half. Over-under is 41. Uh, the Chargers are depleted team. A Greek mafia owned team. That means they don't really have a lot of backups or depth anywhere. So minus six, it's always iffy. The Rams don't have to travel. Baker Mayfield is playing well. So because of those reasons, uh, I like the Rams to cover seven points. I'm going to buy the point. Rams plus seven. And uh, I think it's going to go over the 41 because 41 is too low. The average score of the NFL game is 45. And the, the Chargers have clinched the playoffs. And Coach Staley has been talking all week about, oh, we already made the playoffs. We want more than, you know, just being in the playoffs. So uh, there's no way they're getting a home playoff game because they're not going to win the division. Uh, so I think they're going to take it easy, and they need to rest their players for the playoffs. But what that means is if a guy plays, uh, you know, Kirby Smart says he conditions guys for 50 snaps. And let me know if that makes sense, Chad, because you've played – uh, he conditions guys for 50 snaps. So if a starter in the Charger normally plays 50 snaps, in this game, he's going to play 10 to 20 snaps to keep him, you know, his body ready to go for the playoffs. But it's not going to be all out. And that helps the Rams keep it close. Baker Mayfield's playing for a job. And uh, McVay's bored. <laughs> they keep those good game plans in there. Remember, McVay has gotten to two Super Bowls in just five years of being a coach. What do you think, Scott? I'm going to agree with you. I think the Chargers wrapping up the playoffs for them is a ticket to say, okay, here we go. Let's get ready to play Cincinnati because that's probably who they're playing in the first round at Cincinnati. Right. right. So I can't see the Chargers being lower than a six seed in this in this playoffs. They could get up to the five seed depending on what Baltimore does. But um, I think the Rams are going to keep this close. I think the Rams are one of those teams that – is going to just play hard for the rest of the season, no matter what this situation is. And I think you saw it against Denver last week. They played hard. They played good offense. Baker has, play, has played really good quarterback for them. So right. I'm, going to take, I'm going to take the Rams plus the seven, and I'm going to take the over 41. So I'm going to agree with you. Very good, very good. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, all day. It's a home game for the Rams against the a cheap ownership Chargers team, you know, depleted, doesn't have backups, who's already clinched a playoff spot, who's not worried about this game at all. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to go over. I think both teams, you know, where it's an indoor-controlled environment, both teams very familiar with it as a home game for both teams. You know, I think that leads to this game going over. Nice. So another unanimous pick. All right, so we go. Rams plus seven, over 41. We don't talk about these before because we want to keep things fresh. 
We want to keep things authentic and we're always transparent. All right. More than the government. <laughs> we have more transparency and authenticity than a local or federal government official. Or people in the news now these days. The news is going downhill. All right. So Sunday night football, always a slugfest, always an ego macho match between the Harbaugh football mafia family and Tomlin, right? And the brotherhood, African-American black coaches, as Flores is in there, and they're all involved in that lawsuit against uh, Miami and the NFL. Uh, slugfest, backup quarterbacks on both sides, nothing says younger, <laughs> like Baltimore, in Pittsburgh, it's not the house's money, it's my money. I made, I bet the under on every single Tomlin Harbaugh game and cashed every single ticket. Uh, there's no way this is getting 35 points. So this under 35. I like uh, Baltimore on the money line. Baltimore, again, it's a loser team. It's your uh, family member who's in recovery, who isn't reliable. But you can bet on them showing up, right? Especially if there's food involved. <laughs> they will show up at the house for the free food, for the good free food. So that's what Baltimore will do. They'll get their free meal off a rookie quarterback, and it's not going over 35 points. What do you think, Scott? I agree with you on the under. I'm taking Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh. win the game. Win the game outright. Pittsburgh is seven and eight. They have a chance of a winning season. Right. I, I think Baltimore without Lamar Jackson is on that slide, that that big-time slide. They'll still make the playoffs, but they go from winning the division possibly to probably a five or a six seed in the AFC. It's not good news for them because if they become a six seed, they have to play Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to beat them, I think. So I think the slide continues for Baltimore. There's no Lamar Jackson this week, more than likely. If there's no Lamar Jackson – Pittsburgh's going to win this game outright. So give me Pittsburgh with the points on the money line and under 35 because, as we said before, nothing says under like Mike Tomlin against John Harbaugh. So that's where I'm going. All right. Pittsburgh money line, you can definitely see that. Uh, you know, D Baltimore's been on the field. Their defenses have been on the field the whole year. They want to put it on the defense. And is Pickett going to give him a turnover or not, right? Uh, he's been good with the ball. So what do you think, Chad? Man, I, I, I like Baltimore at home, money line. You know, Baltimore is still in it to win this division. They beat Cincinnati earlier in the year, and they play them next week. If the Ravens win this game, they have they get to go up there to Cincinnati and play to win the, that division and be the division champion. Um, you know, put them into the, you know, like the three seed there. So I, I think Baltimore wins this game to make that, you know, a championship game next week to give them a chance to win this division and give them a home playoff game. Um, you know, I think that's huge. So I, I, I think the Ravens will pull it out and yeah, under the 35 and a half for sure. Definitely under. Right. So the consensus pick is going to be Baltimore on the money line under, but we'll, we'll do it like a debate. We'll give uh, Scott a chance for a rebuttal. You have rebuttal, Scott. I don't want to create a bias for you here, but the defensive coordinator for the Ravens is from? 
Boston. He's from you know, University of Georgia, but he's from Boston. My computer, my computer's a little because rookie quarterbacks. Go ahead, Scott. My computer's a little hazy right now. I can't see anything right now. Okay. No, I just no, no, no. I I don't listen. <laughs> you know, full credit to Baltimore hanging in without Lamar. They've done a great right. job without Lamar. Right. I just think that Mike Tomlin is the X factor in this game and he gets his teams as prepared to play every game as any coach in the NFL. So that to me, that means a lot in terms of, plus he's going for a winning season and I don't think he's had a losing season in his career. I, I don't believe maybe one, but you know, he's in the position to have a winning season and ruin Baltimore's chances at the, at the division and in a rivalry game. That's, that's huge. So, right. Right, and it's going to be a brutal game. It's going to be a brutal game. Yeah. So whenever we have a split decision like that, it's going to be crazy, right? And that's why I'll, I'll foreshadow. I don't like Baltimore next week at all because this is going to be a physical beat em up game. Right. Baltimore's going to be feeling it next week. So Big time, big time. Yeah. And that's always been the case. Teams that play Pittsburgh usually lose the following week. Yeah, yeah. So, so the split decision pitch is Baltimore on the main line. Scott being the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the center on this one. I was the one on a couple others. <laughs> but people love those consensus picks. All right. Last game. Uh, on paper, looks like the best game. Uh, I like a lot. I think the wrong team is favorite in this. I like Cincinnati plus two points. I like Buffalo in general. Uh, I think the league wants Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. So the taxpayers in Buffalo feel comfortable <laughs> paying a billionaire to have a stadium, which is always nuts, makes zero sense. But they smell the public, right? Giving them Super Bowls, giving them Josh Allen and all this and that. But I digress. Uh, Buffalo can't go home. So they haven't been in bed haven't been with their families for weeks now. They've just been in hotels. Uh, I don't know how they're doing their practices. Either they're going to a high school or they're doing walkthroughs in the hotel ballroom. And I've seen that a couple of times where pro teams and college teams do walkthroughs in, in uh, ballrooms and it never seems to work out. So I like Cincinnati on the money line plus 105, Cincinnati plus two to cover my ass. And I think 50 in this situation, it's too many points. I don't think Buffalo has everything going because of their on-the-road hotel situation. And Cincinnati's been pretty fired up. Uh, Shad works out with this guy, so he knows how this guy is, Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase has been doing well. Um, and Cincinnati, I usually don't go with these statistics because every game is different. There's a lot of variable. But Cincinnati is, wait a second, whoa. Cincinnati is one, two, three, four, five, oh, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12, and two against the spread. So I like my chances here against Buffalo. Uh, but I'm thinking uh, last four out of five Cincinnati games have gone under. So, obviously, they've been overvaluing, uh, you know, 
the chance for both teams to score in that game because Cincinnati has scored points. So I like it under 50. What do you think, uh, Scott? I'll let Chad go first because I'm a little. Um, yeah, so I, I like Cincy on the money line here. Um, you know, the way Buffalo's been having to, you know, stay in hotels and stuff. Got a home dog on Monday night. Uh, we, you know, right. we, love, we love that stat. Exactly, eighty um, percent. It didn't hit last week, so it looks to return to the mean. Yep, and then, uh, man, I like. I think this game's going over forty nine. I think this is going to be a shootout style game. I think both teams get to twenty one at least twenty. You know, probably both get to twenty four. Um, you know, I like Cincinnati to win a game here. You know, thirty one twenty four. Um, you know, I think this one will get over the the forty nine. So I like I like Cincinnati. Uh, to win the game on the money line, and I like this one over 49. Nice, nice. He likes it over 49. I like it under 50, which is kind of the same thing, sort of. What do you think, Scott? When I first looked at this game and did before my research, I said 45-41 type of game. That's what I think it's going to be because both these offenses – High-powered, stud quarterbacks, stud wide receivers, very solid tight ends, and a solid running game on both sides. So I I think all the offensive earmarks are in place for this to be in the 40s. I think that Buffalo has the number one seed on the line. If they lose this game, they're the number two seed. You know, people in Buffalo, a couple people in Buffalo who on podcasts, another podcast with, said they don't really care. Buffalo doesn't really care what seed they are. I think they do. I really think they do because I think the ultimate advantage for them is playing up in snowy, cold Buffalo in January in the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take Buffalo in this situation. I think Buffalo is going to show up. I think Buffalo, Josh Allen is going to have a huge game. I think Stephen Diggs and Gabe Davis are going to have huge games. I think Buffalo is going to show up in prime time. And I, I think this is definitely 49 and a half, way too low. I, if it was 60, I'd still take the over on this game. So give me Buffalo and give me the over on this. Okay. Now, the reason I don't think it's going over is because zone defense. Both teams, because you're like, okay, what am I going to take away, right? So they're going to take away the big, deep, explosive plays, and they're going to give the Josh Allen run, the Josh Allen underneath. And Buffalo, recently, their, their scoring has gone down as other teams have played that defense. Now, since they didn't play that defense so well, it got them to the Super Bowl. But our and what were you, you, you thought it was going over, right, Chad? So, yeah, yeah, I like the over. All right, so the consensus pick – so this probably be a wild game, right? Because we we're we're all Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Justice Thomas on the right, who likes to descend on the right a lot. So it's gonna be a crazy game. The consensus is uh, Cincinnati plus two. Over forty nine. Yeah, and re- last week. Burrow threw for almost 300 yards in the first half and like 75 in the second half against the Patriots. Right. So, and Buffalo secondary, I think is a little bit 
is on par with the Patriots, if not just a little bit better because of Tredavious White. So Burrow could have his struggles early in the game, but I think as the game goes on, I think he's gonna he's gonna find his uh, Jamal Chase and Higgins for big plays. So yeah, and I, and I just think Buffalo is gonna be off. Bless you. Two things, right? The home dog on Monday night, and then uh, their hotels, right? Detroit, then Chicago, and then in Cincinnati hotels. You're going to drive up to the stadium. It's in the hood. It's going to be scary. Uh, you're going to go to the stadium. All the fans are going to be all liquored up and crazy. But it's a New Year's or whatever. Uh, man, that's a big scene for Cincinnati. But I think Buffalo beat them in the playoffs. All right, man. This looks like a big bounce back week. A lot of money to be made. Oregon in North Carolina. Hopefully it doesn't go into overtime. Doesn't look like it will be. We'll win both sides of those bets. Tomorrow we'll be back for the second half of bowl season. As currently uh, we're at, let's see, bowl season we are at. Going into the day, we're 23 and 14, 62%. Uh, right now we're four and two going to the old Miss game. In the old Miss game, we're looking good too there. So we could be close to 70% when we start the podcast tomorrow. Closing words, guys. Thank you so much, man, for helping me out. There's no way I could do this good without you guys' help. You know, a lot of unanimous picks this week, which bodes well for us, I believe. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good football on the slate this week, and a lot of a lot of games that are gonna speak to for themselves. Be right yes. before kickoff. So um, monetize the bets, win as many as you can, listen to the podcast on Saturday before you place your bets, and uh, good luck this week, and Happy New Year to everybody, too. Are the games on Saturday again this week? Sunday. Sunday. Okay, Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. So they will play on Sunday. Yeah, no Saturday games, One, and it's just common regular schedule this week. Next okay. week is a little okay. different, but this week's same. Yeah, so Thursday, Friday, big-time college games. Mm -hmm. Saturday, big-time college games. Sunday, NFL. And then uh, Monday, you'll Monday have night. the Rose Bowl, you know, Penn State and stuff like that. Uh, I always wake up early and watch the Rose Parade in Pasadena, California. Been lucky and fortunate to be able to do that for 50 years. Final words, Chad. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm ready for for a good week. I think uh, you know, this is a there's a lot of stuff with playoff implications and scarcity, and and teams maybe waiting for next week. Um, so I think right. there's just a lot of good edges we got this week. You know, I'm expecting a, a good week. I think um, you know, we're able to kind of break it down and, and see these teams' motivation and the edge and who you know who is trying to play this week, who's trying to get a draft pick, you know, who's got a big game coming up next week, you know, who's in an elimination game this week. So right. there's a lot, a lot of good edges this week. I like. Big time. And we'll be, it's a rare occasion, but we've done the hard work where we can monetize the fact that we are following along and that we're doing our research on what's going on and we're learning from our mistakes, right? To be able to monetize it for you big every day, Gonna be big tomorrow's gonna be big with college. Uh, Friday is gonna be big with college. Uh, 
Saturday's going to be big with college. Sunday's going to be big with NFL. And then Monday's going to be big with college. So you do not have to pay action sports $1,000. Listen to us. You can even argue with us. Just send us. Don't argue just to argue. Listen to understand. And then you can argue. Send us information so we learn. So we can collaborate with each other. Chinese, Russians say we can't collaborate. Yes, we can. Uh, just like Winston Churchill said, Zelensky is the new Winston Churchill. But the original Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. Thank you.